Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite Rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Have you noticed that some hotels in certain Canadian cities are looking a little ominous these days? Well, with good reason. Some properties are now apparently doing business as quarantine facilities for Canadians flying back to Canada. And what's the deal with that? Kean Bexty shall explain all. Meet Alex Litwin of Dauphin, Manitoba. Alex is afflicted with cerebral palsy and is confined to a wheelchair. As such, he cannot wear a mask and he has a bona fide medical exemption. So when he went to a Walmart to buy a box of chocolates, incredibly, Alex was frog marched out of the store by heartless security guards. Just will you hear what Tamara Ugolini has to say about this most egregious incident. And letters, we get your letters, we get them every minute of every day. And you had plenty to say about a shopping spree like no other in Toronto recently, when anti-lockdown crusader Chris Skye led dozens of maskless people into three shops much to the chagrin of management, security, and even the police. It was, in a word, hilarious. And they got away with it. Well, mostly. Those are your rebels. Now let's round them up. with a story that you're just not going to believe. I'm standing outside of a hotel near the Calgary airport where a woman is currently being held against her will after breaking, apparently, no rules at all. She landed in Calgary from the United States and Justin Trudeau's thugs appeared, picked her up and brought her here. She hasn't been able to speak face to face with her family since landing and her family is horrified at what's going on. We're horrified on her behalf. She's spoken to me over the phone and she sent me a video from within her hotel room showing me that the, that the hallway outside of her room is lined with plastic. What's going on here is insane and there's seemingly no reason for what's going on. There's no explanation for what's going on. She can't get an explanation. We can't get an explanation. And we've retained lawyers for her. I'm going to go in there and speak 
to the people running this hotel to see exactly what Justin Trudeau has directed them to do, why they are doing it, because it's just not clear. Nikki Mathis is her name. She's currently in one of these rooms in the hotel right behind me. She's not allowed to leave. She says she was threatened with six months in jail if she did. We don't know what's going on. Justin Trudeau has not made the rules clear. We believe it has something to do with testing. She took a test while she was in the United States and it came back as negative. When she landed, border agents said that no, that, that test isn't valid, it, it didn't work, or, or something along those lines, even though she had the paperwork to document it, to back it up herself. You can see the piece of paper right here. You can see clear as day that she does not have the Wuhan coronavirus. She is not sick, she is not a threat. But when she landed, she was not only denied the rapid testing that is available to everyone who lands at the Calgary airport, she was picked up and brought here and locked in a hotel room where she can't leave under threat of actual arrest. We don't know what's going on. I'm going to go in there to try and figure it out. Everything has to go. Is, is, could you please explain to me how many Canadians you have detained in this hotel? Please go away. How many Canadians against their will are being held in this hotel? Ma'am, I'm sorry you have to leave the property. Really intrigued. What kind of secret operation is going on here? Is this your vehicle? We know. What kind of secret operation is going is on here and vehicle? how many people do you have detained here in this building? Are they allowed if to leave? this is your vehicle. Are they allowed to leave? Can you tell me how many people are detained here? I will not tell you anything. You will not tell me how many people are detained here. Why is that? Why is this such a secret? And why are you guys actively doing the bidding of Justin Trudeau, someone who you know is not acting in the best interests of Canadians at all? No way whatsoever is this a reasonable thing to do, to hold people against their will in a hotel under the threat of arrest, of, of jail time for six months? What is going on here? Okay, if you're not leaving, I'm calling the cops. Please do. Because what's going on here, I don't think is illegal. I, I, what's going on here, I do not think is legal. I don't care what you think. And I'll happily leave. I'm going to my car right now to leave. Good. Oh, I bet they will. Well, call it what you will, folks. Quarantine hotels or perhaps even COVID concentration camps. The thing is, for a government that pretends to be all about transparency, there is anything but transparency when it comes to Justin Trudeau's holding pens for Canadian citizens. And yet, why all the secrecy in the first place? And joining me now to try and unravel this disturbing mystery is Kian Bexty in Calgary. Hey, how you doing there, Kian? Great, how are you, David? Fantastic. So Kian, for starters, are these quarantining facilities even legal in the first place? Well, that's a good question. I mean, Canadians have a right to not be detained um, unreasonably if they haven't broken any laws. And these Canadians, they haven't broken any laws, at least not in any way that the government of Canada is able to demonstrate. Canadians have an inherent right to return to this country, to leave this country, or to stay in this country. It's those, those rights are something that are given to us so that the government can't overstep their bounds and you know send away voters that they don't like or stop voters from coming back into the country that they don't like. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of reasons for why we have mobility rights, and the the underlying fact of them are the government has no right to interfere with them. That includes Justin Trudeau, even though he might disagree with that. 
oh my God, I, I can just see the Justin Trudeau liberals drooling over your idea, getting rid of the voters they don't like, you know. But, but uh, you know, Kian, last month I had a bizarre story involving, it was a fellow called DeRay, uh, and his father who flew into Toronto from Jamaica and they were put into one of these quarantining facilities here in Toronto, uh, the Radisson near the airport on Dixon Road. And um, I, I mean, full hazmat suits on the staff, uh, you know, plastic taped everywhere. They were told they were confined to quarters. Um, at the end of the day, anti-lockdown protesters got wind of this story. Uh, sprung a escape for them by way of hiring an Uber car to come along. And here's the thing. They were told repeatedly as they left the hotel, stop in the name of the law. You cannot leave. You will be facing consequences, etc., etc. But nobody laid a hand on them. They got into the car and they went home. So the point I'm trying to get to, Kian, is that are people being told falsehoods in terms of what their rights actually are in the hopes of the authorities thinking that they'll buy it and they'll just stay put? Yeah, I, that's that could be it, right? Like I, I wouldn't put it past this government to lie to people to their faces, especially in, in the great confusion that they've caused, right? Like this is this is extraordinary what is happening. I'm not sure if it's ever happened uh, in Canada where the government has has by decree said certain people can't come back unless they meet certain requirements that the government says so quarantine act or not the charter of rights and freedoms is the charter of rights and freedoms um i i, I to your question i wouldn't put it past the government to lie straight to canadians and canadians don't understand exactly what's going on lawyers in some cases don't understand what's going on because they're just so taken aback by the brazenness of the moves of uh, how brazen this government is in in these moves so um naturally we've retained lawyers um and they are the best in the business and they're and, and we're using them to help as many people as we can who return to this country who ask for help um and and just a note to the viewers if i mean if anyone is returning to this country by plane uh please please email us at airports at rebelnews.com there we'll be able to sort of triage what's going on maybe help you out a little bit if we can and at least cover your story uh, of you returning to this country and ken we can say for certain there is lying going on when we went to that radisson um, there was a security guard who said to us on camera that the camera was closed because, uh, sorry, that the hotel was closed because it was under construction. Um, no construction workers, no construction equipment, and faces pressed up against windows looking out forlornly. So we know that lying is not beyond them. But I want to tackle one other thing, and to me this is a perverse irony. We have Canadian citizens, and in the case of the lady you uh, interviewed, she had a negative COVID test from her departure point of Texas, which for some reason uh, was not accepted. But we have them being uh, sheep herded into these COVID quarantine hotels. And yet, Kian, you can have illegal aliens cross over from the U.S. into Canada at places such as the infamous Roxham Road, and not only are they denied entry, not only are they told you you've got a quarantine for lack of a, a COVID test, you'll have the RCMP carry their baggage as though they're bellhops. Um, how do you make sense of this? 
Well, it's it's frustrating to me and I think every other Canadian who's had to return over the past little while. I was in the United States just a bit ago and I seriously thought about coming and crossing at Roxham Road because <laughs> because the government for some reason has an exemption, an, an exception for everyone doing that. Um, of course, they're just uh, Justin Trudeau would, you know, lock me and throw me in jail probably if I did that. Um, because the only people that get that exception are fake refugees, people who don't even belong in the United States as refugees. Justin Trudeau wants to bring them to Canada so that they can vote for him in three, four, five years. So people are frustrated. This is this is peak insanity of the Trudeau government. It's chaos at the borders. It's chaos at airports. And I'm certainly going to continue as much coverage as I can at those airports to explain to Canadians what's going on and the risks that they face with Justin Trudeau at the head. Yeah, and of course, just um, uh, Kian, the Wuhan virus is such a super intelligent virus. It would never dare infect uh, illegal aliens come in because, you know, the, it, it's, it's heavily vested into social justice warrior causes like that. But a bona fide Canadian coming in who apparently doesn't have the right paperwork, well, <laughs> off to the hotel for, with you for 14 days. Kian, great piece. Uh, Please keep us posted on any more developments coming out of Calgary regarding this property. For sure. Thanks, David. You got it. And that was Kian Bexty in Calgary. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. As the masked madness continues, more and more individuals are having to choose between going out into society and potentially having police or security called on them for simply going about their day without a mask, or they attempt to wear the mask at the expense of their health. I'm Tamara Ugolini for Rebel News, and this mask exemption story is one for the charts. Alex Lightwin submitted a video to us at the Rebel with details of how he was ridiculed and segregated while trying to simply buy a box of chocolates for a friend as a Christmas gift at Walmart in Dauphin, Manitoba. You see, Alex has fairly advanced cerebral palsy, so he is exempt from wearing a mask or a face covering as per the Manitoba mandate, where it says, non-medical masks should not be worn by anyone who is unable to remove the mask without assistance, for example, due to age, ability, or developmental status. Alex falls under that category. Hear it from him himself. And so, Alex, maybe you can just give us a, a quick recap of what happened to you at that point. Yeah, so as I entered Walmart, um, I, I was just winding my openness when all of a sudden, me and my home care worker were approached by not one, but two security guards, one on either side of me. And I, they stopped us, and the one security guard looked at my home care worker and goes, Excuse me, sir, can you tell him, meaning me, to put on his mask? And my home girl was going to say, talk to him. And the second time, they asked my home girl was to tell me to put on my mask. At this time, I was frustrated because I was completely annoyed. And so I trying to interrupt and say, excuse me, sir, if you want to talk to me about something I'm doing, talk to me. And then they ignored me 
and continue to talk to my worker. So for the third time, I rose my voice and said, I, I, you can talk to me. So they said, you can come to me. He goes, well, I need you to bring an axe. I said, no, I don't have to wear an axe because it's different by my to my health in Health Canada that I have a disability and I do not need to wear Then the security guard says, yes, you do. And as I can see, this conversation was going nowhere. I said, can I please be to the manager? Alas and alack, calling for the manager did absolutely nothing to rectify the situation for Alex Litwin. In fact, he was eventually frog-marched out of that Walmart store in a most humiliating fashion. And in the aftermath, has Walmart reached out to him to apologize? Nope. It's radio silence at the big box store. Besides, Walmart is just too busy these days raking in the cash thanks to its current favored retailer status. <laughs> Despicable. And joining me now to discuss Alex's plight is Tamara Ugolini in Coburg. Hey, Tamara, how you doing there? Good, thanks. How are you, David? Fantastic. Tamara, i got to be honest, I was on the brink of tears. I was so frustrated and so angered watching your interview with Alex. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm only human. But it seems that there isn't a hell of a lot of humanity at Walmart these days. Why was this gentleman treated so brutally when he clearly is entitled to his legal mask exemption? Mm -hmm. And well, that's what I've been finding in some of these interviews that I'm conducting is that there's there's just a complete disregard for ethics in the face of these broad policies that are being implemented on people. And I don't know if it's a lack of education or people just aren't versed in what the actual laws and mandates are. Um, but it's clearly laid out there in this particular instance, the province of Manitoba, that mask exemptions exist and uh, that Alex clearly falls under that guideline where an exemption would be present. You know, Tamara, I mean, the people at Walmart, the management, the workers, the security guards, they're all humans. You'd think there'd be a scintilla of empathy. You know, Alex is a good guy. I've had email chats with him. He's been dealt a harsh, you know, hand in life. For them to humiliate him and even ignore him, talk to his uh, mm -hmm. caregiver as though he didn't exist, as though he was a non-person, how could anyone do that? Yeah, I mean, it seems a bit ignorant to take that stance. I mean, it, just in my own conversations with Alex via email and then, of course, um, virtually when we did our interview, he's very intelligent and um, a big hit to, his, to him as a person going about navigating this world to be treated with such disregard to Walmart. And then, I mean, in my report, I highlight, once again, the hypocrisy of Walmart, who touts inclusivity and compassion and respect and kindness. I'm, it does not sound like Alex was treated that way that day. And I wanted to know why. And there's just zero accountability. 
um, promises to, to apparently look into it via Twitter to try to save face and no follow up. You know, um, Tamara, this is a very good point. Um, later in the video, you show that you did your due diligence. First of all, you phoned the manager of this particular Walmart and mm -hmm. she turned into Sergeant Schultz on the phone. I know nothing. I saw nothing and said, go to corporate communications in Toronto. And again, radio silence there. This really steams me. I mean, I've been in this game since 1985. And it used to be when you reached out to uh, communications departments, whether it was uh, the private sector or the public sector or government, you did get a response, even if the questions were impolite. Now there seems to be this new way of thinking that, mm, you know what, this is a hot subject and Rebel News, well, you know what, they're not favored media. We're just not going to do our job and even give a damn response. I'm continually coming across that. I think they think that kills the story, but A, it doesn't kill the story, and B, it makes them look like idiots in the process. And even guilty. Yep. Um, if you can't, if there's no accountability there and you can't attest as to why this, in this instance, this person was treated that way and justify it, um, then it stands to reason that you were in the wrong and that needs to be acknowledged somewhere and uh, remedied for future. Um, sadly, Alex was at the receiving end of this treatment, and I hope that no one is treated that way ever again at Walmart. Uh, but without them having any sort of reprimand or re-education of their staff or maybe the security firms that they're hiring or contracting out, then how do you guarantee that that doesn't happen again? Well, maybe the way you guarantee it, Tamara, is what Alex has to do is go out and hire a high-paid uh, lobbyist. I'm thinking like Melissa Lanzman. I know his story is a Manitoba story, but I can tell you in Ontario, uh, Melissa Lanzman, she was part of the Doug Ford war room in terms of helping mm -hmm. Doug Ford get elected premier, and she did a wonderful job, obviously, with a supermajority. But afterwards, she got hired on by Walmart with God knows what kind of dough she raked in. I wouldn't be surprised if it was six figures to go to Ford's office and make sure that Walmart wouldn't be affected by the lockdown. And again, mission accomplished for the person mm -hmm. I now call Lockdown Lanceman. Oh, and by the way, it gets worse. She's running for the nomination of the Federal Conservative Party in Thornhill. So she might just win that. Uh, I'm sure she'd be Aaron O'Toole's uh, a candidate of favor. So I guess what I'm leading <laughs> up to, um, Tamara, is that there's a bit of chutzpah here with Walmart. Walmart is incredibly fortunate that they've gone through this um, pandemic, business as usual, actually business not as usual. They're raking in more money than ever because there's no mm -hmm. competition open. You'd yep. think they would at least try to do the right thing for a person who's dealing with a severe handicap. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and remedy the situation. And I mean, Alex, at the end of the day, I don't think he's some money hungry lo lobbyist, no. obviously, but I, he's not looking for any sort of compensation. He just wants to ensure that this doesn't happen again and to be, you know, get an apology. And I think that he more than deserves that. Um, ac actually, I would argue that he very much more than deserves that. And it could go quite a lot further than just an apology for Walmart. Um, but none of that's even happening. 
And so for them to, to throw out some baseless tweet on Twitter and state that they're looking into it and not even follow up at all with Alex, who he himself states he's a very easy person to get in touch with. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah, I, I mean, if I was advising Walmart, I would say at the very least, uh, give this individual a $1,000 gift card uh, mm -hmm. and you'll be getting away like bandits. Last question, Tamara. Looking towards the future uh, in terms of um, Alex's case, if he doesn't even get an apology, is there opportunity here for a civil lawsuit? Is there not that I, I, I espouse people going to the kangaroo courts that are the human rights tribunals, but uh, this to me seems like a slam dunk case. What is Alex going to do in the near future or the far future if Walmart doesn't even have the bloody decency to give this individual an apology? Yeah, I think he was reaching out to some media to try to to get some help in that regard to have some accountability. Um, I'm not sure what Alex is, you know, it always boils down to, and it's very sad, the financial state of the individual. And um, so I'm not sure what Alex's financial finances look like. Um, living with a disability in itself is expensive. I mean, right away off the bat, your work is limited and your expenses are high. So I, I, I don't know what it looks like for Alex. And that's disappointing that the system can be such a failure in that regard. Um, I know the Human Rights Tribunal was something that was on his radar. But like you say, it's a kangaroo court. It'll be at least a year before anything tangible happens in that sense. So... Yeah, unfortunately, I can't touch on on that. Um, but I do hope that Alex keeps me posted because uh, I was heartbroken listening yeah. to his story. And I don't think that companies and huge billion dollar corporations should be able to get away with this treatment of, of their patrons. A hundred percent, Tamara. And yeah, I mean, in terms of the human rights tribunals, they so often get it wrong. I could actually see them siding with the Walmart here. But let's hope as word gets out, there is maybe a mm -hmm. lawyer in Manitoba who will do this pro bono. I'm sure there will be. And let's get justice for Alex. Nobody deserved that kind of humiliation like Alex did. Tamara, that was a wonderful interview. Thank you so much for doing it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, David. I appreciate your kind words. You got it. And folks, that was Tamara Ugolini in Coburg, Ontario. Keep it here. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. They cannot deny service. They cannot ask what our condition is. They cannot ask for proof of our condition. It's that simple. All right, well, let's go shopping. I am. I actually want a banana. <laughs> Hi, how are you? This I actually purchased somewhere else. So it's just the bananas. Thank you. God bless you. Is it, what's wrong? The manager said they won't let us pay now. Oh, it's okay. Oh, I already paid. There you go. You can keep the change. It's okay. I got it. I'm not going to steal it. It was 260, so you got changed. Thank you. Let's talk about this. Okay. Manager, right? Hi. Hi. So let's talk. Let's talk about the bylaw right now. Can everybody stand six feet away from me, please? Oh, oh you have a mask. You're concerning me. No, you're concerning me. Here, you can ask. You can talk to Rebel News and tell them why you're violating the law. Excuse me. I'm asking you a question. We can go downstairs and talk. Okay. Let's have. Let's have a talk. 
What's your name? Is it Anagram? Yeah. Hi, Daniel. My name's Chris. Chris, you're a trespass from all the No, actually, I'm not. I just bought something. No, and, actually. Okay, let's, I'd like to explain something to you. I'm going to ask you. I claim, you can ask anything you want. I claim my I'm medical exemption. Excuse me. I claim my medical exemption like everyone else. The bylaw states that you cannot deny service. You cannot ask for a condition. You cannot ask for proof of a condition. So what you're doing right now, denying these people service, is illegal. Can you so stop spitting thing? on me, please? I'm not spitting on you. Thank you. Oh, are you that scared that you got it? Okay, let me let me measure it for you. Is that enough? Here's my receipt. Anyway, there you go. That's my receipt. That's assault. That's my receipt. Well, I didn't assault you. I didn't do anything. I'm not trespassing. I bought a banana. Okay. Did you say I assaulted you? I'm not trespassing. I bought something. So. Okay, sir. Can you please go now? I can. Now that I saw it, I was just explaining the bylaw to him, and I'll explain it to you too. Open the door. Excuse me, I just want to know. Wait, him, him denying him, him denying us service. And Chris, we're now at Whole Foods. They were notorious back in November for banning the poppy, or at least banning their staff from wearing the poppy. Which is also ridiculous. I'm sure they wouldn't care if their staff wanted to wear a rainbow. <laughs> Uh, so He's 100% within his rights to serve the public. The manager just came over here and instructed him to stop serving the public. We will take, we will guard this man's job with everything we've got. This is the law. This is the municipal Now that's my kind of shopping spree, folks. In other words, picking up fresh produce and whatnot while going maskless. Oh, perish the thought. That was indeed the scene late last month when anti-lockdown hero Chris Guide led dozens of maskless people into three downtown Toronto stores to shop like it was 2019. The bad news, Chris was indeed later charged with being a common nuisance and he was also slapped with four public mischief charges. But the good news is that nobody else was charged for asserting their rights even though police were called to all stores. And you had plenty to say about this surreal shopping fest. Marcus Starr writes, as a musician forced out of work for almost a year, this video is bringing me hope. Marcus Starr, I hope these ridiculous restrictions are lifted soon so that you can indeed get back to work and make music and say, any relation to Ringo? Jordan P writes, epic video, good job, Chris, let's keep this going, man. Well, Jordan, the police are kind of making an example out of Chris, much like they did with Adam Skelly of Adamson Barbecue. Chris might be down for now, but he's not down for the count, and I guarantee you he'll be shopping mask-free for more bananas in the near future. Creepy little girl writes, at the 5.30 mark, eek! Your invisible spit is slicing right through my invincibility mask. I'm melting, poor little snowflake. Yeah, that Longos manager is never going to be mistaken for He-Man, is he? But that's been the worst thing about this pandemic. The social justice snowflakes are truly in meltdown mode. But again, it bears repeating, if you are relatively young and or relatively healthy, you have a six times greater chance of getting killed while crossing the street than you do of succumbing to the Wuhan virus. Frank Webb writes, 
That was my favorite video by Rebel. This needs to happen in every town and city in Canada. Well done. Finally, something put a smile on my face. Hey Frank, between you and me, this was my favorite video of the year too. I just love the chutzpah, the brazenness, the humor, and yes, the pursuit of happiness. And CT82 writes, this is one of the best videos yet. I particularly love, love it because we've been long overdue to actually fight back against the forced masking, which is probably the most ridiculous, annoying, and dehumanizing aspect of this pandemic. Chris Guy, come to Alberta and organize the same thing, please. I'm surrounded by mask-wearing lemmings and I'm struggling to find like-minded individuals. Well, thanks for the kind words, CT82, but hey, you don't need Chris Guy in your corner. Simply recruit some like-minded friends and go on a shopping trip and bring along the bylaw legislation proving that the law actually trumps company policy, not the other way around. Good luck, my friend. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey, folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night.